Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you to share these studies through text, uh, through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with everybody you can. Help people in your life grow in their faith and come to God and ultimately help them get to heaven. Make that commitment today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about the general theme of heart troubles, and we're talking about problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. We've looked at a great many of them already, and we're closing this particular line of thought and study with a particular focus on selfishness, this particular heart trouble selfishness. A whole lot of people have that. Well, we've talked about selfishness, but its definition, we say that it's, it's somebody who's focused on your own interests, your own desires, your own needs, your own wishes as being more important while ignoring the interests and desires and needs and wishes of other people. It is to be self-seeking, self-centered, self-interested, egotistical, egocentric. We used as something of a base text for this study, Romans 15, verses 1 and 2, where the Apostle Paul wrote, we then who are strong, and he's talking basically about being strong spiritually, strong Christians, ought to bear with the scruples of the weak, weaker Christians, and not to please ourselves, and that's a key statement there, not to please ourselves. You see, selfishness is all about pleasing me, all about what I want, what I want to do, what I'm I'm going to hold on to, because it's mine. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification, Paul says. The The word edification means strengthening or building up or encouraging. And so he says we need to focus on helping our brothers and sisters in Christ who may be weaker than us to grow up spiritually, to get stronger, more mature spiritually. And ultimately, we ought to have that same basic mindset to people who are outside of Christ, who are not Christians. Help them learn the gospel and help them see how they can and need to come to their Savior for forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. We're finishing up a particular text of study here that we've been looking at from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Now, we've noted we've read several scripture texts that repeatedly instruct against and condemn selfish ambition. It puts the word selfish with ambition, but we could just say selfishness, basically. Condemned condemned repeatedly in, in New Testament Scripture. Now, we have been focusing over the last couple of times together on Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, and we have been zooming in on the example of selflessness, not selfishness, that Jesus left us in the way he lived his life. In fact, from the time that, that he submitted to the will of God the Father in coming to this earth in human form as our Savior, 
He humbled himself. He gave up his position of equality with God in heaven, the text tells us. He emptied himself. He took the form of a bondservant in so coming, submitting his will to God's will. He came as a human being. He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death on the cross. Have you ever thought about the torturous, agonizing, uh, folk, uh, the, the, the torturous, agonizing process of his dying on that cross on that day, almost 2,000 years ago? Why did he do that? Why did he humble himself? Why did he agree willingly and lovingly to leave his position in heaven with God the Father and God the Spirit for a time so that he could come in human form and ultimately go to the cross as our Savior. It was not out of selfishness, for sure. It was out of selflessness. What a great example he gave us. He came not for his own good. He came for our good the opposite of selfishness. In Hebrews 2 and verse 9, we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. And we read a little further in in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 27. Who does not need, speaking of Christ, who does not need daily as those high priests under Old Testament, uh, under the Old Testament law of Moses, to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. Well, you see, Jesus never sinned. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. And then in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. And then in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10, by, what, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. Jesus did that out of love for us and submission to the will of the Father in heaven. He did that in an act of selflessness and thereby gave us a vivid demonstration of the sin of selfishness. In in Romans chapter 15 and verse 3, for even Christ did not please himself in coming to this earth as man, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. He went to the cross bearing our sins. 2 Corinthians 5 and, and, and verse 21, what an incredible text of Scripture that is, talking about what Jesus accomplished for us. And again, willingly, he took upon himself all of the guilt, not just of our personal sins, but all of the guilt of the sins of all mankind for all time. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. He did that out of selflessness, out of love, out of submission to the will of the Father. He did not come to please himself. He came 
to take care of us. What an incredible example of selflessness, the opposite of selfishness that Jesus left us through the way he lived his life. Now, following his example, then there are times when we need to put the interests of others above our own interests. Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25, repeated in Mark 8, verses 34 and 35, repeated in Luke 9, verses 23 and 24. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Oh, stark teaching, isn't it? Not so much focus upon just ourselves and our desires, our wishes, our needs, but upon others as well. Let him deny himself, it says, and take up his cross and follow me. Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor. Get this last part of the text. In honor, giving preference to one another. Oh, my. How we struggle mightily with putting others ahead of ourselves. Remember that story that, that parable, perhaps, of the wedding feast and the, the ten virgins. And, and, and remember what Jesus teaches in these different settings about, he says, you know, you come into a place, to a feast, to some public setting. He says, don't take the head seat. Take the lower seat. And then let whoever is in charge move you up, if he will, rather than tell you if you've taken the head seat to please move backwards. You see, again, selflessness instead of selfishness. We need to learn from his example. We need to learn the lessons that he taught us. We need to learn simply from the fact that he did what he did in leaving heaven and coming in human form and going to the cross to die for us. He was not selfish. He is not selfish. With brotherly love, again, Paul wrote, in honor giving preference to one another. No, we don't like that. It comes hard to do, doesn't it? Swallowing our pride and pushing somebody else up in front of us in some way, in some setting, for some reason. Romans chapter 12 and verse 16, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. We might compare being wise in your own opinion to being conceited, to being arrogant. But he says, no, no. Don't just focus upon you. Focus upon others as well. Again, 
going back to verses 9 and 10, giving preference to one another. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves, not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification or leading to strengthening our neighbor, building him up, encouraging him. You see, the focus should not be just on me. It should be on others around me as well. And in some cases, the focus needs to be, how can I help you do better? What can I do to make you stronger in Christ? What can I give? What can I give up? What, how can I serve? And sometimes it's giving up time. It's giving up energy, physical ability to help somebody else climb the ladder. We'll move on next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to have the mindset you want us to have of helping others, putting others at times ahead of us, of taking from the blessings that you have blessed us with and using those blessings to help others progress and especially to become stronger Christians. Please help us to put away selfishness and to live by the example of your Son, our Lord and Savior, in selflessness. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.